Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Midpoint. So how did this all come about? Well, I walked past a mirror around a year ago and realised that on the outside, the world was definitely seeing me get older. But on the inside, I still felt like the same enthusiastic, energetic 28-year-old I used to be. I'm sure I must be a bit wiser than her, but my teenagers think I'm old-fashioned and out of touch. Honestly, I don't care that I don't understand how TikTok works and I don't want the latest anything anymore. But I do love it that technology might have the answer to so many of the planet's problems. I would also like my kids to continue writing thank you letters. So middle-aged confusing, isn't it? It's anything between 35 and 58, according to the Economic and Social Research Council. There are quite a few of us. But what kind of midlifer are you? It's a question I ask a host of famous over 40 faces in this series. And we've also got some experts coming along to give us some takeaway nuggets of insight. So we might all be even fitter, healthier and happier midlifers. This episode is brought to you thanks to our very healthy friends at Solgar. Now, Solgar might not spring straight to mind, but with 70 years of experience in vitamins and supplements, they're quite literally the gold standard when it comes to keeping your body topped up with those vital minerals and vitamins. I like to think my diet's pretty healthy, but I know occasionally I do need to top it up and boost it here and there throughout the year. Personally, I love their rigorous attention to detail, from ingredient sourcing and formulation through to manufacture. They've crafted a diverse range of over 300 different evidence-backed formulas, which allows us all to personalise our nutritional support plan and optimise our health and performance. I'm pretty sure you'll recognise them. They've got gold lids and brown glass bottles. Very chic. They're also available online through Solgar, which is solgar.co.uk. My guest today is Claudia Winkleman. Claudia is best known, of course, as one of the co-hosts of Strictly Come Dancing, the number one entertainment show in the UK. But her career started in magazines, perhaps inevitably because her mum, Eve Pollard, was one of the first ever female editors on Fleet Street. She wrote for Tatler, did Claudia, but she has a natural wit and warmth which lent herself to the screen. And her self-deprecating humour has always gone down very well with the British public, whether it's on It Takes Two or Britain's Best Home Cook. And of course, her regular appearances on BBC Radio 2. But she's so much more than the clown she often paints herself, graduating from Cambridge and of course, soon to be a published author. Hi, Claudia. Hi, babe. How are you? You go back to your side of the office. Yeah. Off you go. Oh, Good to see you. Nice um, to see you, Do you darling. want a drink, Claudia? Kenny can get you a drink. Would you yeah. like a drink? Look what I've got. What's your address? Um, <laughs> close the door, thanks. Uh, thanks, Emma. I'm recording now, so that's amazing. Excellent. I mean, who knew we'd ever become... I'm not an expert, but to deal with all of this Zoom business. And also, you. have you done any TV shows that you've actually had to set up in your own home? No. Oh, I had to do. They that. asked me to. I cried laughing. I I've to... still got a VHS machine. I'm older <laughs> than everyone. Have you still got a VHS machine? No. Oh, because I really want one because I never managed to edit our wedding videos. We've got twelve hours of videos and I've never edited them, so I need to find a VHS you machine from somewhere. So... You can find them. I'll, I'll get one from somewhere. How are you? How's how's everything? Good. Yeah. Good. Quite sprightly. I've been to the hairdresser. Hair looks great. First time in sixteen weeks. Looks good. I almost mounted him. <laughs> it's not what he wanted because it was a socially distant haircut but I was just like I'm home anyway I did I set up a show actually for Channel 4 I did a live show with reverse vision I did it stop it earpiece everything it was awful I hated it because there was nobody to make any kind of reaction behind the camera no to say hello or uh, you know just that was funny or that wasn't very good or you know just raise an eyebrow so I, I didn't like it it's not the future for me not me in me neither I did something for Global Citizen right at the beginning with Dermot and Clara. And, you know, you get all your energy from cameramen, from studio, from... And it was... There were six of us in a room. No, no. Is my daughter going to be that loud? Can you hear her? No, I can't hear her. 
What's she okay, doing? So Is she playing the oboe? <laughs> she's got, as it, she's my offspring. You know, I don't believe an extracurricular. No, she's here with a friend. And with, not with her friend, she uses normal voice. And then the minute there's a friend, they use a different kind of voice. Like, <laughs> squealing. A high-pitched yeah. thing. But, um, yeah. yeah. I, actually, above me now, I think um, a bathroom floor, which is very heavy tile, is being hoovered by somebody, which is really oh helpful. God. But you can't hear that either. No, um, no. Good. Well, so we're fine. Uh, how, how does one introduce uh, a polymath? That's my... What, how do I introduce you? Writer? No, I love you. No, I'm an idiot. No, no I'm an idiot. but you're not I an idiot. I read out loud. You're not an idiot at all. But we'll get to that in a moment. So this... This whole this whole podcast is is exclusive for people over the age of forty. You're not allowed to come on if you're under forty because yeah. it's about the middle of our lives and where we go and what we do. And and you're actually you're only eighteen months left in your forties, which is incredible because you look about twenty three. And not only that, I feel when I was, I was born like this, sort of seventy two. I think that's when I'm going to suddenly go. Now everything makes sense. I mean. I'm quite weird. I have loved, even though my face is falling off, my stomach's a disgrace, my knees are now wholly made of crepe. But That's I don't care about any of nonsense. that. I do, I like, I definitely, I love getting older. I can't wait for 50. I loved 40. Do you, have your 40s been good? 40s have been excellent. I mean, I also love my 30s, but the, my 30s, I was basically just pregnant and licking small people, which I loved. <laughs> I was always on a bed with a tiny person. Remember that noise? Um, and I, which I absolutely love. My 20s, never again. Angsty, nerve-wracking. Am I doing the right thing? Am I standing in the right place? Um, what am I going to do? When can I have a baby? Is <laughs> did that go down well with potential boyfriends? <laughs> uh, well, it was alarming because I did bring it up on the first date. I was like, this is all well and good, but what you understand, anyway. So, uh, but yeah, 40s, absolutely excellent. And I think 50s will be even better. And 60s, better than that. If, I mean, I hope I'm alive, but it's only, it's only going to get better. When I turned 30, my mum said, oh, you're so much closer to 60 now, which was a really nice way of greeting me for my 30th birthday. I don't know, that, yeah. because that's, she's not even 70, she's 70 next week. Um, and your mum's early 70s, isn't she? Yes. So do you think your excitement about being a septuagenarian is yes. because she's such a prolific and marvellous woman that you can see it's possible to be a marvellous woman in your 70s? Well, n um, number one, I don't want to be a marvellous woman. That's never <laughs> been my aim. Uh, it's just accidental. Well, I, it, it's not my shiz. If it happens, marvellous, but that's not what I'm after. What I love about getting older is I didn't really like the things you were supposed to do when you were younger. So, and thank God I don't have to do them anymore. I don't have to queue to go into a nightclub. Disgusting. I don't have to go to a drinks party and pretend I'm enjoying myself. Idiot, what are your plans for this summer? <laughs> don't make me tell them they're boring. Um, it means I don't have to wear tight sexy outfit I don't have to do all that stuff what I want to do is stay in see my best friends and play bridge I mean I'm the person who asked for a crochet set for her 21st so I've just been waiting for the moment that I can outwardly say do you know what we're going to do this weekend we're going to do a puzzle <laughs> and I might make a curry and not and that was difficult when you were 25 because people would go come on you must be doing shots somewhere kind of shots what do you mean um so of course there are there are bits that I don't like I the physical but I don't really care about the physical and I don't like the fact that I need very thick reading glasses that's annoying I mean look there we go <laughs> I, I but only for reading only for reading that's yeah and that's fine that's fine the the physical um, I will, actually we'll get on to more physical stuff later because actually yeah. physical isn't just the aesthetic obviously I, the reason I want to be fit and healthy is because I just want to be able to do as much as I can I don't want to just sit down when I'm older do you know what I mean I want to be a really active granny I, I'm really encouraging my children yes. to have young families yeah me too <laughs> and so me that too I can... I'm like guys when you're ready and my son's like mum I'm only 17 I'm, like, I'm just saying I'm just saying that university is one route but there are other routes <laughs> but I, I don't I don't want to not be able to do things you know no, I don't I don't but I don't see that in the in the older women in my family they're generally quite active which which is good and the aesthetic is something else isn't it because actually coming coming to terms with your 
kind of aging process is something that we're discouraged at every corner you know everything we read everything we see is it's it's you know prohibited we're not supposed to want to age and well it's also about battling it I don't want to battle it bring it Bring it. I mean, when was the last time you saw Chrissy Hind? I saw Chrissy Hind in the Radio 2. I hope she's not listening or is all <laughs> offended. I saw her in the Radio 2 reception and she's still, I don't want to get old gracefully. I don't want a twin set. I don't want to look polite. I never want to look polite. I want to look like I've slept in a skip. That is the whole point of me. But Chrissy Hind was rocky and cool and eyeliner down her chin with a big fringe and fucked up boots and they were like Chrissy do you mind coming to the third floor and she was like sure and I was like so you can't get old like that yeah you can just crumble and keep it cool and that I don't it's the idea of battling it like try and look young why do I want to look young I looked hideous in bunches I look worse in my 20s I've just worked out what I want to look like like I've slept in gravy like I've just had it round the bins with my husband and I've worked it out. We're all okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And the interesting thing is you work with, um, one of the shows you do, you work with Mary Berry. Yeah. Who is unbelievable. You know, the energy, she's working. She's She doesn't realise actually, Mary, I don't think that she's an amazing feminist. She, that's kind of, um, yeah. you know, an anathema to her. But but she has looked like that for about 50 years. So actually she's, yeah. she's kind of done this. And, and, and rumour has it, she likes to kind of keep her eye makeup on some nights as well because she prefers it the next day. And she's, yeah, you know. I've never taken my makeup off. <laughs> not no. since 86. It's just stuff. I can vouch for that because we shared a bed last yeah. year. We stayed in a bed and you were so, you had a hairband on. Can I tell the group? <laughs> Me and Gabby, when we have a brilliant mutual friend, uh, who had a birthday, and off we went. And we shared a bedroom, which was adorable, because also we're of the same ilk. Like, we want to have fun! And then we suddenly, like, my shutter comes down. The kiosk is closed. It's 11.15, I'm going night-night. We went upstairs, I brushed my teeth, put my pyjamas, got into bed, and your face, you then proceeded. I had to watch you, because I was alarmed. There was a there was a headband, and there was something called toner, cotton wool yeah but no. you you see now what you're doing is you're you're actually revealing that genetically you are just so blessed to have skin no, that doesn't I, no, need all the no, stuff you look I 11 put on mine I look like a 78 year old angry pirate it was it wasn't the I fact did. you didn't have a 16 step skincare program it was the fact you didn't take your eye makeup off that it kept me awake for a while it, I just <laughs> I felt fast asleep. I was going to secretly take it off for you. So you could, <laughs> and then in the morning, see what happened. Um, yeah. but, but the ageing the aging aesthetic thing, you know, your mum's really glamorous and yes. um, and always looks really well put together. And yeah. she's and and the reason I want to talk about your mum a bit as well is because I wonder if she is the person that helps you to become, I think, I think you're really good at being famous. And I'll tell you why, because... No, but I'm not famous. But you are. But the thing is, we don't know. And I was like... I know Claudia, but do I need to know more about Claudia before I speak to her? You you don't say much. Like no. in, in interviews, you you know, I've got a terrible habit of talking too much about my kids because I feel guilty that I'm not with them. So I go, yes, this yes. is what they're doing. And, and then I reveal all this stuff that they go, mom, why did you say that? Whereas yeah. you're so disciplined. And I wonder if that is having a mother who worked in the male dominated, cruel environment that Fleet Street must have been when she first yeah. got in there. Did she subliminally give you kind of tricks and you know kind of teach you how the whole thing works so that you you got where you need to be in that article but you didn't reveal anything at all (laughs) I think she probably did I think my husband who when I first met him uh worked in PR and was clever and also this is the truth and I'm not saying this is not faux deprecation or whatever the word is uh I'm not pretending uh I'm not being self-deprecating for the sake of I've got nothing to add I've got nothing. There, There isn't more. You know how some people go, I'm just giving you 2%. It's not like I have a whole well. No, that's acid. that's simply not true. You're a Cambridge graduate and you. I've had conversations with you about much kind of bigger, broader issues. You know, you've got opinions. You know stuff, you know. I do have opinions, but opi- opinions are never a good idea. <laughs> um, are they? I mean, they are. Not in, not, not in this current climate, no. You're, no, you know, don't, whatever you do, don't have an opinion is my general uh, view. And also, 
I don't think I don't think I've got anything that interesting to say. So I'm happy to talk about napping and my love of eyeliner. But but yeah, look, look, I'm, you can look at all the books. Look at all the books behind you. Okay, you've probably read ninety five percent of those books, and you've read a lot. I love you, reading. You are a reader, and so so you you must like the world at the moment is so confusing, and there's so many things totally confusing. But I am. I am, I don't know what the word is, I do realise that I have nothing to add. Any, I really don't, in the nicest possible way. You know, sometimes you arrive somewhere, they're having a barbecue. I mean, I hate barbecues, but you go somewhere, they're having a barbecue, and you know you've got, ah, oh, oh, here goes my Caesar salad. Here goes the chipolatas. Sometimes there's a space to fill. Right now, there is no space on the barbecue table for what this orange tv presenter has to say that's a b regarding fame just before we get to b will there will there be a time then you know when you stop presenting saturday night shiny floor television which you don't have to stop but you know if you didn't if you weren't in that space because it is hard i think to have an opinion i don't think there would be no what there's no no time when you won't do it when you won't present saturday night telly or no 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 i mean god don't make anyone panic i'm sure that time (laughs) rushing up fast no 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 of course I'll I'll have to give that up uh probably sooner than later but I no I don't think there's a time when I am not looking for I love this conversation I uh that's not where I get either my buzz or my if I can use the word self-worth yeah from people knowing or respecting my my view no not unless I know them if I know them and they're my friends, then you'll they know them. my views, they know everything I believe, but I don't need to tell Twitter or Instagram or anything. I just don't. What about the responsibility factor? Do you never feel, oh, I should? I do feel, but then, but I'll do that in my own. So there are charities I support so I can donate or I can, tu- I can turn up and look after them. And if they say, oh, would you be a love? Can you shine the light on this? I, I will absolutely do that. But my view on the world is absolutely, I mean, of all the things the world needs, that comes underneath what did Cliff Richard have for his breakfast. <laughs> so genuinely, I'm quite interested in that. And I'm not being funny, but I think it'll probably be muesli. Continue. <laughs> I think he probably eats a surprising amount of white flower products actually you know because yeah. he's, he's of a certain age isn't he and they just can't get yeah. away from it um, he can he can he can indeed um okay so you so there's no there's no chance that in when you're 72 you're going to be writing the you know the kind of lead column in whatever the great national newspaper of the day is and espousing all these thoughts and opinions that i know you have i mean i can't imagine it i loved writing a highly opinionated and completely throwaway column about fashion. And I did that for three years. And you Sunday. did it brilliantly. And, and it, that particular publication misses you. You're very kind. Uh, I don't think they do. But anyway, um, so I've just, I've just written a, I have just written a book. I know. Get, I don't think we could talk about that. Um, which is the same kind of thing, which is from fringe maintenance to the perfect <laughs> pair of black boots, why you should never consider a kitten heel even with a gun to your head. Well, you know, I can do that. I can do a sort of exaggerated, uh, you know, why American tan tights, it's, ne- it's never okay. And, or why I love weddings. Or, you know, I can do that. But the big stuff, I will leave to the better thing. So what does your mum think about that? Because she obviously was somebody who was at the, the other end of that, really, wasn't she, in terms of... She thinks that's... Um, so- I mean, she would. Because, I mean, this is a woman who used to clap when I would do the washing up. So I think we just need to get it in perspective. She had to be actually ejected from my ballet class when I was five because the guy said he didn't think I had any natural grace. And my dad had to stop her from physically assaulting him. So that's where... So, but I think she's very proud of the fact that I have my life. Mm. And then sometimes I go to work. Is that because she maybe in her heart she thought she worked too hard when you were little she definitely thinks she worked too hard but she didn't work too hard I'm incredibly close to her we talk four times a day and that's what you had to do and she said hopefully you know she is a staunch feminist she's just obsessed about work-life balance and women being at home she hopes that 
each generation will learn. So when I have to go off for 16 hours, hopefully my daughter will be able to go off for seven hours, you know, and we'll just all go, do you know what? This is madness. I haven't, I know, by the way, I have a lovely life. I'm not complaining on any level. But what I mean is um, my mum, I think, thinks it's, I think if work, any work, and I'm not even talking about reading out loud on telly, but uh, if you're like all my friends from university, they don't do anything as moronic as me. They're lawyers, they're art historians, they're doctors, they're fantastic. But work ends and then you're home. It can't all come with you. You can't sit at Sunday lunch going, I'm not being funny, but the person who did auto cue was. <laughs> and it's not that it's not interesting and it's not that kids should only go, um, you know, do you like broccoli a bit more than asparagus now? It's not only that you're talking down to kids, but works work, yeah, you know, yeah. yada. And it shouldn't be your life. And But, no. but you you love being a mother. That is, you know, and I, I, I know every mother loves being a mother, but in diff- to different yeah. degrees, you love being a mother. But you, I don't know if you'd really, would you really want to be a full-time mum? I'm not sure you'd want no, to. No, because I'd be absolutely terrible. By the way, I've just done it for four months <laughs> and I can bring all my children in here and they will tell you individually how you, I mean, the homeschooling, you know, the first five minutes of my eight-year-old, I'm like, let us let's find out about the Aztecs I am so excited about this I'm going to make an Aztec hat let's have a look at cocoa uh, because that's what they use just money and uh, like literally 20 minutes later I'll just write it down <laughs> obsidian sword I'll write it anyway so uh, I don't think I'd have been very good and I had one of those very strange conversations I don't know whether you've had one I used, when my little one was he was four or five I mean he's now 17 and it, mommy, why are you going to work? And when he was little, I had to work harder than I, I work now, which is sad for him. And I always feel guilty about it. But I used to say to him, mommy's got to go to work because I've got to buy bananas. Because I didn't know how to explain mortgage and everything. And one day he ran up to me, he must have been five. Mommy, mommy, you don't have to go. We have bananas. <laughs> he was holding bananas. And I said, sit down and sort of explain that you needed apples as well <laughs> and, and also that I really liked work yeah yeah it was one of those conversations yeah. I had to say you're the love of my life I mean there I are other li- people that make me tick too <laughs> yeah and I don't want to do it a lot but I you know you you wouldn't want mummy all the time so um but it is always the guilt I mean you know we, we don't want to go down that road because actually coming to midlife we should have less of that shouldn't we we should be Completely. I think a we should have less guilt, and also I'm quite a fan of guilt. <laughs> I am. What well, keeps you straight? I know I'm, well, I think if you feel guilty, you've done something wrong. And I think n- not always, but if I feel like I just haven't been with them enough, well, it means that I have probably to drop haven't. something. Yeah. yeah, it means I probably, ha- or it means that actually me just sitting there and going, yep, 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 is sort of not enough. That I have to go. Right, hold on, forget all of this. And I know next Wednesday is, I don't know, X, bridge night. And it's hard to give up bridge night. <laughs> but I'm just going to be with them. So I'm not debilitating guilt and not guilt when you shouldn't feel it. But the odd twinge, I think, is is telling us. You talked about your daughter having a better, not a better, but a work-life balance that, you know, as the generations go on, it should be. And also that's because we, you know, women just take on the burden of all domesticity, don't they, really? No matter how lovely your husband is or how helpful he is, you still have to tell him to do things. They don't, they, you know, and even if they're Not only tell them, but also be quite specific because if I just let him do it, I'm going to go, those balloons. (laughs) It's also very difficult, you know, when I go, baby, it's his birthday, I'm on it, I'm on it. And I married a Danish human being. And the Scandinavians have a lot, you know, he's never once said to me in 22 years of marriage, what's for supper? He doesn't view it as my job. It's just right. not my job. That's pretty what cool. What can we have for supper? Or I was thinking of doing this, do you fancy that? But not, so he is excellent on all kinds of things. But when I do completely renounce, you know, I give total control. I go, do you want to do this? Then I'm evil. I'm like, we're going camping in Wales. <laughs> I think I said I wanted a week of, I mean, by the way, I love Wales, but, but I don't like camping. Does he, do, he organises holidays? You're, you're, you're he just... packs for me and unpacks for me because I'm incapable. That's amazing. And he doesn't pack it as in he doesn't choose your clothes, though. He doesn't choose, but I'll put them out and he will. But I'm, there are certain, I mean, my mum did teach me this, which I feel bad, but I just, I'm going to share with the group. She said, don't 
don't be the master of everything. Just don't. Don't be, oh, baby, I'll do that. Oh, no, I'll do up the house. I'll go to the parent-teacher. I'll organise what clubs they're doing. I'll be on the kids' WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, and I'll earn a living. I'll order the flat. There are some things, even if you're not, just be shit at. <laughs> my mum went away. She married my dad when she was very young. I think they were early, early 20s, which, I mean, is young now, probably not then. Um, it was uh, back then, so they hadn't lived together. Of course, they'd been on dates. They felt mad enough, but they got married quite early and they came back from their honeymoon. They'd gone to honeymoon in Cornwall, four days. They came back. And uh, I think it was a Monday morning. They were going off to work. And my dad is as modern as you but whatever. And he's the, the smartest man I know and brilliant. But he said to my mum, he went, Eve, first day back at work. Uh, do you want to just sign my shirt then? And she went, <laughs> imagine my mum. Even then at 23, she was like, huh, oh dear. I've made a terrible error. And she went, oh, of course. Because she also said, don't, don't confront unless you really need to. She went off, she got the iron, uh, ironing board and she got her shirt. And they had a tiny, tiny, tiny flat. A sort of studio flat and uh, she put the iron on the shirt and just left it there then carried on getting ready blah 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 and Barry came in my dad and went Eve you're not going to believe what's happened she went oh I'm so bad at it he went I'll iron for both of us from now on as simple as that like that was it I my lesson I mean I've got a million things to tell my daughter but I, what I want to say is about certain things, just take a load off and you have to let him or... Whoever it is who's in your partner. Whoever it is, her partner, fill in some of the gaps. And if you're constantly topping them up, if you're brilliant and just... Because we like getting things done, right? Women are just doers. We are running at breakneck speed, organising, changing gas providers, organising fairy lights, roasting chickens, defrosting chili. We're laying the table. We're speaking to everybody's parents. We're buying birthday presents. I'm on Amazon. Don't worry. No problem. While cleaning the skirting boards <laughs> with a toothbrush. You just do it all. And if you do it all, it's almost selfish because there's no space. Yeah. And so then you, you must have had, though, um, disasters where you have allowed that space to be filled. Me and my girlfriends talk about this a lot, which is you've just got to give them space. There's no point in complaining if you do everything and you do everything well. You've got to, you know, I'm not good at packing and I'm really bad at unpacking. It's, it, I'm not trying to be shit. I, do, I find it completely overwhelming. I'm writing lists the night before, mini cheddars, contact lenses. <laughs> I turn up for a beach holiday with knee-high boots and a puffer <laughs> jacket. I'm focused, but it doesn't <laughs> materialize. Anyway, uh, and she said to him, look, we need new chest of drawers. In the She'd chosen the color of the walls, beautiful. It's like soft pink, but is it pink? Is it pale brown? Who knows? Fancy. Uh, and he went and she said, but I like this sort of rustic French, you know, like distressed yeah, nice, chest of yeah. drawers. Mm. He went, I'm on it. And she said, but they're really expensive, but I'll just let you research. She bought two. She was so excited. They were only, I think they were 80 pounds each. She was like, oh. My God, where Amazing. have you got them from? And we would have drinks because they were taking a while. I think they were coming from France. We were like, God, you, I mean, How? he's really stepped up. Like he's stepped up. They were, um, they were, they were for <laughs> adult house. He bought two antique, like really beautiful <laughs> whitewashed, sort of bleached, rustic product. So you go, oh, well, let's not let them choose furniture. But then, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so the, the aesthetic stuff, completely happy with. The um, getting older. I'm mean, not completely happy with. But, but you've, you've, you're comfortable in your skin and you're comfortable. You've got a look as well, Claudia. So, you, you know, you know your look, you, you know, that and I that. Look. I would I say... Think- that you are the personification of the perfect peacoat. That's what I, I see your look there as. You go. That is kind of like if I thought, if I wanted to know where to find the perfect peacoat, and that takes you from the age of 18 to 85, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, peacoat. Once I decided I wanted to look like a French maths teacher in November. That all year basically, <laughs> all year, well, I hate summer. I don't believe in summer. It's an absolute disgrace. Um, it's disgusting. The collective joy in the picnics and the water and the toes. I can't bear it. So once I fixated <laughs> on that. So A, you've got the look. And the other thing is, it's weird how sometimes people say things 
and you can't get rid of it. I was pregnant with my second child and I felt enormously guilty. Apparently this is normal, but like terribly, like I was being unfaithful. And I sat with my obstetrician and I said, you know, is it right time? He's only going to be three and maybe it's too much and blah, blah, blah. And he was a brilliant Irish uh, gynecologist. And he looked at me and he went, Claudia, and I went, yeah, and he went, the train has left the station. <laughs> and I swear to God, that's true of aging. It's too, it's too late. We're in the tunnel. It's coming. And if you fight it, it's, you can't, what do you, what do you mean fight? Bring it. Grow your fringe longer. But what about, I don't mind the face so much, right? Because I think um, the one thing about having a very large nose is that I've got good scaffolding. So it's going to take a long time for all that skin to drop. Do you know what I mean? I've always thought no, that you look beautiful. it's going to come into you its do. own. You look beautiful. But, but it's, no, no, I, it's not, honestly, I, it's the skin in little places that I kind of go, oh, why is that skin doing that there? You mentioned the knees before. And um, mm-hmm. there's parts of the body where it doesn't matter how much you exfoliate or moisturize, that skin's just going to do things that you don't expect. And that that I find slightly disconcerting. It's baggy. I'm <laughs> baggy. I am naked. I'm not joking because I don't have any mirrors in my house. My mum brought me up in a house without mirrors um, because she said what you, your shell You've is You've got a losing. teenage daughter. Does she not have a mirror? Not really. And I, but I mean, she goes out often looking a bit like me. Oh, yeah, mum, I just put some lipstick on or whatever. I'm like, babe, just be a love. Um, anyway. Uh, so we don't have it we don't have one full length mirror so I've I've no idea what I look like but if I stay at places when I was with you I will often look up and go why is meatloaf here (laughs) I didn't even invite I don't know meatloaf I mean I've interviewed him once but why is he in my room moving like I am so yeah. So fitness, yeah. fitness is... Um, no, never. I know you say you, you did actually tell me that you've been on a what bike or a spinning bike went, or something or... I really A tricycle, like, a penny farthing. I can't remember. It was some kind of bicycle. Was it a bolt? No. I really loved, I discovered uh, what's called a spin. Yes. Yeah. I loved... Soul cycle, spin, that kind of thing. I don't like sweating. I don't like movements. I went to a Pilates area it was like the scene of cocoon I can't even tell you move your hip and down I was like do you know what I once went to yoga it all smelled of smug and hummus I can't bear it so I don't the problem is I think you have to move a lot to see a real difference and I'm just too impatient a person I want to go twice and feel like Elle McPherson and if the, the minute they go you'll see a difference in three months I'm out and I love lying down is my favorite is my favourite thing in the whole world. I'm going to be the opposite grandma from you. I'm just going to get, come and sit on grandma's that I'm going to give you a crumpet and we're going to watch all the Pixar films in release date order. Um, so, but spin I like because it was very loud music and yeah. I was being shouted at and that was somehow erotic. Are you back doing it? No, because they're all closed now. And then I did it so much that I developed something called costochondritis. This is what happens I've never, age, I've never heard of that before. It's the muscles are completely inflamed in your chest. If any of your listeners know what I can do about it. Does that mean your boobs look kind of higher and bigger then? Is that a... Uh, uh, that, sorry about that noise. That's somebody coming in and out of the house and I don't know how to oh, turn it, it off. I'm sorry. Um, it's like the Incredibles. That's, <laughs> why I be- that's how I feel about you and Kenny and your baby. Um, uh, so is, so is, do you still have like a muscular chest? It's a muscular thing under my boobs and that's put you off cycling oh damn that soul cycle we so nearly had you you. because you lean down so much you're like push and they're screaming at you further and i'm like and then they go believe in yourself i'm like oh yes i do i do (laughs) and anyway so what about so what are you going to do then because you've got to keep moving as you get older what what are you going to do why 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 because otherwise you'll just be you know the muscles that developed here all the other muscles in your body, if you stop moving, will just, just become completely useless and sag, and then you just won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to... Like in the movie Up. Yes. <laughs> I, that's where I'm headed. Can I go... How, how do you feel about walking? That uh, Brisk walking's great. You should do some brisk oh, walking. Fine brisk. We had Greg White on John Bishop's episode of this, and yes. you won't like what he said about exercise, because he basically said in middle age, we should be training harder than we've ever trained before. That's why I didn't get him on this episode because I knew it would upset you. I would have 
hit him in the face. <laughs> he was virtual, but I'm sure he would have felt that Fantastic. wrath. He would have, yeah. And and so he said, I said, if there's one thing that we have to do, because I thought he'd say weights, because I'm always reading that weights are the thing because of our um, osteoporosis and things like that. And he said, well, look, he said, you've just got to do whatever you really like, but just do it harder than you've ever done before. Sorry. Well, I've never done anything. Can I start <laughs> now? I think it's too late. I'm 48. It's almost over. It's like time for curtains. Night, night. I'm walking. I, let's go back to walking. Let's walk harder. Should we just say let's walk harder? What do you do? Can I ask you? Um, I did lots of different... You know I like exercise. So I, I you know, I hit... Uh, yesterday I was doing farm fitness. It was amazing. Running around with... farm fitness with sheep and cows? Yes, yeah, so you run around with logs and um, you drag tyres in a field and um, and it's just amazing. You do it for like each thing for a minute and a half and then she has a big klaxon and then she says, move on! And, and it was dirty and you get back in the car and, you know, you can just feel quite... Um, exhilarated by it all. I, I, nobody else in the house comes with me. I, I do it on my own. Kenny's pretty much ground to a halt with exercise. Um, but um, but I just like moving. I like, you know, I like that feeling and that kind of energy that it gives you. And I, you know, I do like sitting down. Lockdown's given me a lot more appreciation of just sitting down and doing a puzzle and reading a book and that's yeah. staying with me. That's definitely staying. Yeah. But I can't, I don't want to not you know, I want to be able to play tennis with my grandchildren, whether they like it or not, you know. Yeah, no, that's adorable. You are definitely much healthier and wiser than me. I'm not wiser. I'm just... Of I'm, course you are. I'm scared and of stopping. when we have this conversation and I've just turned into a sort of globule and I can no longer get downstairs, you'll go, Claude, I told you to move. <laughs> well, I've got a treat for you because each episode, um, this is like the Scylla Black moment, they, each episode, surprise, surprise, I, I bring an expert in and and they're kind of carefully matched, I'd like to think. And I oh. know um, you've mentioned, I think, somewhere that you like magnesium. I do. Yes. Because right. I started waking up too early. Yes. Well, I started taking it about a year ago. It's great, isn't it? It's amazing. And I know from, you know, conversation with you, sleep is a thing that you enjoy and would like more of. We'd all like a bit more. So I have a sleep coach. <gasps> We're going to get on the line. His name is uh, Nick Littlehales and he is, um, he's with British Cycling. He's taught Premier League footballers how to have better sleep. He's, Stop. he's an, a sleep expert. Little Hales. Little Hales. One of his absolutely tiny. <laughs> so let's do a formal introduction um nick Littlehales is joining the conversation i can't believe that you're a sleep expert i've never met one before i'm so excited about you nick Littlehales. well they look like this Claudia. <laughs> so how much did you sleep last night nick uh, we had a bit of a late night but i i had about four cycles blocks of 90 minute cycles um, so that would equal six hours. But then I also use little tiny micro sleeps, you know, during the day. So Nick, can I let you in a secret? I didn't feel great this morning and I knew that you were going to be our expert. So I thought I'm going to go and try and have a nap at two o'clock. And I just lay on my bed, fully clothed. I didn't even close the curtains. I put my hands yeah. on my chest and 20 minutes yeah. later, I woke up. I was so proud of myself. I had a little 20 minute nap. Is that a good amount of time to nap? And does what does that do for me physically? It's totally natural. We're kind of like, we're constantly fighting this because of lack of education. You take that 20 minutes, Gary, yeah, and, and, and you sort of do that on a regular basis. You can do it sat in your chair. You can do it, you know, um, you can do it anywhere. Claudia, where's the, where's the most unusual place you've napped? I will, well, I'll nap in the back of a car happily. Mm. I'll nap on a train. I've almost napped at work. Um, <laughs> I'll nap. I go in and rehearse with Strictly and then I go upstairs and have a nap. Now, an interesting, Nick, because my mum, a hundred years ago, when I was little, happened to sit next to a brain surgeon. I don't yeah. know how or why, but she was a journalist, so she was just at one of those. And he said, his parting shot to her was, oh, do you have kids? She went, yeah. And he said, always let them sleep, encourage them to nap, because that's when the body mends itself. So I had the only mother in the world who didn't say, come on, you're wasting the day, or up you get sleepy heads. And I've always napped. And if I, if, I looked in, if I look at my day and I can't find a moment to nap, and I nap differently from my sleep, so I also don't lower the curtains. I don't get under the big duvet. It's a, it's a nap, and I treat it as a nap. My only problem is when I wake from a nap, I'm so starving I could eat a live horse. <laughs> But I think that's normal. But sometimes I have two naps a day. No. Yeah, well, little ones. You wouldn't turn around to people and go, I'm napping all day long. 
you know, and I'm doing these little things because it's kind of like a negative thing. I'm very proud of my naps. I, do, I don't understand when we all decided that busy was good. I think busy is not good. Eat, sleep, repeat. Yeah. And also, I think if you allow yourself the nap, you don't feel as guilty or twisted. If you're as old as me and you're female, you suddenly start waking up early. When I was younger, before kids, I would sleep till midday, wake up, have pizza, sex with my boyfriend, maybe backhoe my hair, go back to bed. No problemo. Possibly I've shared too much, Nick, but stay with me. But then suddenly you have kids and I wake up at six and instead of panicking about it, I go, that's all right, I'll mm -hmm. get up or I'll just lie here and relax, by the way, but I'll be with them at seven, but then I'll come straight home and get back to sleep. So I'll grab it whenever I can grab it rather than that hideous pressure. You have to have eight hours, otherwise you can't survive. Mm. Nick, can I ask you, because this podcast is called Midpoint, right? So about physical things that are changing in our lives. And the thing I've noticed is that I definitely wake up more. What you're doing is you're just morphing into a very natural process. Right. And as Claudia mentioned, you know, one of those things that you morph into is when you suddenly realize you're about to have kids in nine months. And so you're in this monophasic get your eight hours at night block mentality. Just wake up in the morning and then there's only so many hours left to do it again, which doesn't apply to nurses or frontline workers or surgeons or pilots or breakfast presenters or whatever, is that suddenly you find yourself with this, this multiphasic thing called a child that's changing your habits and you adapt to that process the best you can. All that's happening is, is if you knew about a way to approach this in your early years, it would be happening now. So all you're doing is realizing that something's going on now that you don't quite understand. It's this Just go with thing. it. I've just got to go with it, Nick. I've just got to go no, with just it. Just go with it. Just go with it. Well, I think you've given us all permission to nap more. That's, that's my takeaway, Claudia. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm happy. I'm so happy. He didn't really want to address my clearly I was the, the undercurrent was menopausal sleep thing that was or perimenopausal and we haven't even said that word by the way menopause today in, no, this, in this podcast. I thought I was going through it and I went and was checked and they said not yet no what what made you think that what was happening because I was waking up early oh so it's so I might not be then that's the only thing that I'm, I'm doing that's different is exactly I'm up. that was the only thing so I'm not getting hot I've I read all the symptoms and I absolutely know it's coming and I want to be as prepared as possible and uh but I was just waking up early. Yeah. But anyway, we, at least we both know that naps are good. And I, I always feel with a nap, the reason I don't feel guilty about a nap is I feel like you're repairing stuff. You know what I you mean? Are. You are. It's, it's the best life insurance you have. I mean, just always. And, you know, when something is too sort of like hard work, even if it's just cooking dinner for you and the kids or they're going to come back with hard homework or you know you've got to get a bit of work done, if you've had half an hour sleep, all of that is doable, I think, for me yeah. anyway. I just feel slightly... I don't want to use the word overwhelmed because that's an exaggeration, but just just like, a little bit. It's all a bit much today. Yeah, just a bit like floopy. Yeah, Life's or not nice. Like, how am I going to do it all? Yeah. If I lie down, close my eyes, so I wake up, then I'm like kapow. But I do think the key is don't take your clothes off. Don't, um, no. don't you know, try if even I'm in my office, try and even do it in your office because I could do it right here now. It would the end of the podcast wouldn't be great, but, but no, and I love chatting to you. When you said that you're happy with me, I'm gonna go and snuggle up <laughs> because they think you're working, so they can't find you. They Please. always seem to find me as well when I have a little nap. I hear, Mom, Mom, yeah. you know yeah. where I'm going to be, just come and find me and then have some. That's why I have to hide in the room with books in the library because they, they don't go, they don't, they don't come Please. in there. Um, yeah. so when I um, I spoke to um, well, when I spoke to John, actually, he'd had a really big thing happen to him that was a kind of awakening, a moment where he looked at the rest of his life and it was a health thing, a big health scare that he had. Yeah. And not everybody has those kinds of moments, but there are some things, some things happens where you go, oh gosh, I am 40, I'm 47. That means that actually, although we've got a lot of centurions in our family, I'm probably about midway through my life right now. And, or, you know, there or thereabouts, yes. you know. Um, has anything happened to you where you've just gone, gosh, I've reached, you know, I've reached the point where there could be less time than more time or I'm, you know. There's definitely, go I'm, con I, I've always, been, I don't know, maybe I'm, lots of members of my family have died young. So every year's a bonus. I'm definitely more than halfway. There is absolutely no doubt. So 
that's the other thing that can be quite relaxing about getting older is, I know it sounds selfish and hideous, but I'm not going to do the stuff that I don't want to do. Hmm. I don't want to try a brand new restaurant with two people that we might have met on holiday two years ago and seem quite bouncy. They believe in star signs, but they love, they love whatever food it is. I'm sure they're adorable. But you know, when you were 26, oh, it's only an hour outside. It's just on the outskirts of Ballum and (laughs) it's an hour long queue and it's 20 quid ahead. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll come. And there's something fantastic about 48, which is I see the people I love and and I watch the movies that I know I'm excited about and and I stay in and lick my kids. That's it. I'm not wasting time here. No, there's it's no... almost over. Yeah, but it's not almost over. But, I, but other people would view not wasting time as in not trying and not going and not seeing. So there is clearly, not- there's clearly no... I mean, I don't like this expression, but, um, but I can't think of a not a bucket list but you know a kind of um, no I don't have a bucket list so there's no kind of sense of oh I'm because I, I always feel like there's so many projects I want to do and things I want to you know get completed like I, it doesn't st- I I sometimes worry when I do have a mirror and I go oh god I'm not 28 can I do these things am I brave enough to try these things do you do you have no fear about trying new projects and jumping uh, no I definitely have fear um I definitely have fear so that's why I don't want to do new projects but you must want to do no other things because you've got so many already far exceeded what i should have done (laughs) i mean that's just the truth we could all agree with that i don't know what happened i was in the right place at the right time something happened fine so or maybe that's not where i am now what i would say about my life is there have definitely been phases which is uh you know mum to a young baby that means you want to be absolutely home and you want to feed every three hours. So you do little things where you can just skip out like a bird. And I've still got an eight-year-old. Um, but the big ones, are, now I probably could go off and do something more adventurous. But I'm a real homebody. I, I just want to be at home with them, with my girls, round my table with a roast chicken. I bought, do you see, this is why we started off saying, why don't I tell you anything? Or why don't I say anything in interviews? It's because I've got nothing to say. (laughs) I don't have a burning, there isn't something that I'm desperate to do. There are lots of little businesses I always wanted to start, but that wouldn't work. Every time I've discussed it with somebody, I'm like, but what about, can I give up telling? Can I make personalized biscuits in the shape of giraffes? And they've gone, why? (laughs) Okay, Uh, good point. But right now, and I don't know whether it's because of lockdown, but I don't feel terribly ambitious. I don't feel uh, like far reaching. I mean, I think even this time a year ago, I'd have said I was desperate to go and see the blossom in Japan with my kids because a friend had done it. And the photographs, I will never get over the photographs. Yeah. Like it's in a sea. We, we did it. Kids. We did it two years ago with the kids. <gasps> and it is it is truly amazing. So you should. You should do that, though. You should go so to that Japan. That we should do. But we right should. now... If you said to me, you can't go for five years just because of circumstances and blah, 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 I would also be fine with that. I am. So you're content. I think I find you in a I very content a- state, which is a wonderful place to be. And I would therefore suggest that the final question I'm going to ask you is, are you hopeful? Are you hopeful for the world? Are you hopeful for your family? But if you're content, I guess that's almost. Well, I would by say the by, isn't it? that I think I'm content also because of my age which is what I went back to before. If we were having this conversation 20 years ago, uh, I'd be been more like, angsty. Oh, I don't know what to do next. I'd have been slightly jangly inside because I wouldn't have, I'd have worried about what's coming up and what am I going to do and blah, blah, blah. And I feel now I have less choices and that is so satisfying. I'm not interested in choice. I'm not interested. I knew from my kids when I'd go, would you like mummy to make you fish fingers or do you like pasta bolognese or would you like, and they would look at me and want to burst into tears. And they were like, it's easier for them if I just went, there's Here, something. there's dinner. And I want, there's dinner. I've always, I've always been from the school of um, the, the reason you end up often with fussy eaters is because there's too much choice. So you just, this yes. is what we're having for dinner. Just give end it to of. them. This is what we're having. And I like the same. So I don't, I feel like those choices of, do I want to do this or that are slightly not there. I think what's lovely is that there are so many different ways to approach the second stage of your life. And actually, 
you can approach it by going, do you know what? What I've got is is actually enough and I'm just going to really enough. enjoy it. And it's fine. I, I don't, don't have to. I don't want to home. I don't want to. I never want to travel fancy class. I don't need a new coat. I have enough. I mean, I say that. <laughs> I mean, in November, <laughs> I've seen a fabulous number. You know, I want my family to be healthy and I want them to be happy and I want them to be humble and I want them to be settled and I want them to be... Uh, interested. Claudia, it's always a joy to talk to you. You're so positive and I know that's not your kind of shtick in the sense that you're not kind of like, you don't set yourself out like some kind of life guru, um, positive speaker, but you just just radiate positivity because of thank because you. of what we just said, which is contentment. So thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for talking to me. This is a brilliant podcast. I'm going to listen to them all. I'm going to read your book. I'm going to read your book when your, your book's out in the autumn, isn't it? Your new book. It's terrific. Don't read it because you'll never speak to me again. <laughs> I'm going to. Don't even make eye contact with it. <laughs> I have a wonderful uh, rest of your summer, wherever you end up. And um, thank you. So- and go and nap. Go have a nap now. I'm going to have a nap right now. And you. Take care. Thank you. Bye, darling. Thank you. Thank you so much to the wonderful Claudia Winkleman for joining us today. She's a real inspiration, choosing to embrace ageing as ungracefully as possible. And her naps, legendary. I'm definitely going to prioritise some disco naps, I think. And with powerful and restorative sleep in mind, magnesium citrate is what I'm looking for on Solgar's website this week. Magnesium citrate and also their 5-HTP capsules, which reduce anxiety and improve mood and increase quality of sleep without increasing total sleep time. Sounds good to me. So thank you to Solgar, to Emily Arthur, Hollybot and Blaise McGowan at YMU, to producer Emma Corsham at Rethink Audio and to you for listening. I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.